I'm Richard. And I'm Will. And together we're... The, the Irreverent, Irreverent Nerds! Nerds. Bum, bum, bum. May, the, May the fourth be with you. you! And of course, because it's Star Wars Day, Will's wearing a Zelda shirt and I'm wearing a Star Trek shirt. I forgot. <laughs> Technically, we're not recording this on May the 4th, but you might be watching it on May the 4th. At least that's when it's releasing. So, we had, we were trying to come up with some jokes. We are going to be like, I was going to do Yoda impression, like, May the 4th hmm, be with us. 4th of May be with you, it will. Hmm. Or he was going to do... Misa! Misa John John Binks! Misa so racist! So racist, Misa! <laughs> Jar Jar. Jar Jar. You think that uh, Darth Vader killed Jar Jar after the first film? <laughs> yes. Dun, 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 dun. No, Jar Jar. I am your father. Misa no think so! No. Oh my goodness. <clears throat> By the way, I share a last name with the actor. Actually, you know... I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> Just realized. <laughs> so I share our last name with the actor who played Jar Jar's voice. I don't know who that is. But he's a black man, so that means there's slavery in my family's history somewhere. Probably. Actually, I know there's some. So, confessions. I bear the white guilt of my ancestors. My family lineage is lost to all time. <laughs> Uh, yeah, <laughs> yours came over from, well, we're both European descent, but yours, what, Sweden? Nor Norway? Yeah, I think it was Switzerland, but it could have been Sweden, it's definitely not Norway. No, I'm pretty sure it's Switzerland. It's the one that borders Germany, because I have a German last name that means farmer. Yeah, Switzerland. Boy, boyer. Well, the legend has it, my family's last name used to be Butcher, but we <laughs> butch something up, and they changed our last names and fled. They, want, they wouldn't want to be known as the Butchers. Yeah. But I don't know how true that is. Yeah, my last name is Best, uh, which comes from the Old English Bieste, which may go back like over a thousand years and potentially have been a surname added to people who were like sheep herders. So Beast. Oh. You know, somehow, somehow it came to mean I'm the best. You know, it's like not like I'm the sheep herder. It's, That's what somehow, I tell people. Like, <laughs> There's my best friend. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Which, e even if even if it's not true, it's always true. So. <laughs> anyway, guys. Hey, may the fourth be with you. This um, is the May. Yeah. D to be honest, like I almost forgot that that was coming up, but then I think I saw it on Instagram. I was like, oh yeah, because I was so focused on. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is yep, coming out yep. this week. I'm not looking at the camera. There it is. <laughs> I'm excited about it, too. By the way, I mean, obviously you've noticed we've changed up the camera a bit. Um, so I'm using a webcam because it has a wide-angle lens. The camera we used last week True. did not, so we had to pull it way back, far away from us. So, you know, we, we want to be close to you guys. You, you know, we want some intimacy here, right? Um awkward as it may be to get close to two irreverent nerds or <clears throat> nerd irreverent <laughs> nerds irreverent no sorry my yoda sucks <laughs> anyway uh, uh let's see well what do we got oh it's better than my timer 
we got one more minute of our intro with overview. We're trying to follow. See, check it out. We're trying to follow our outline here. Um, and what we do? I need so to we turn keep this. this. I need to. Oh this yeah, turn thing. your phone off, man. Come on. Rude. <laughs> How rude. Uh, okay, so <laughs> overview. So our next segment is going to be news of our lives. So news basically, we, we just talk about lives. yeah, like what's going on in our day to day lives, and I feel like we, we can share a bit about ourselves in these segments too, you know, so that our audience can get to know us and steal our identities. No, just kidding. One um, foot is an inch longer than the other. <laughs> that's true for most people. Like I have a foot that's longer than the other. My ears it's not are an inch, not an inch, though, but it is long. Oh, okay. So we got news of our lives. Then then we transition to what are you reading? Uh, which we're mostly talking about comic books, but other books too. I keep looking at the wrong camera. <laughs> there are two cameras? There's like, I got, like at this level, there's oh. like the webcam from oh. my laptop, but then we've got the webcam on a stand that's like up, up at this level. So anyway, <clears throat> then, so here's our hook for this episode. We are going to be talking about Wanda... Maximoff. I mean, hence the title of this episode is oh, Wanda has a vision, is. right? Wanda has a vision, and <laughs> a vision and the vision. She has yeah. two visions. So, and towards the end of that segment, Will is going to drop some spoiler warning bombs on us. He has some theories uh, about the upcoming movie and what Dude. might happen with Wanda Maximoff. What did I freeze? So, uh, it just lags behind. Okay. It should be fine. Okay. Um, so anyway, that's what's coming up. So, after this regularly scheduled message, we will return. This episode is brought to you in association with the Red Shirt Geeks, the home of old man gaming and Tricknicity. Join them weekly as they play games, talk about all things geek, and share in the wonders of all our fandoms. Visit them at redshirtgeeks.tv, on Twitch at redshirtgeeks, and on Instagram at redshirtgeeks and at trechnicity. And we're, and we're back. back. <laughs> so we just started recording the segment and realized I had the mic on mute. Stupid. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Will. What, what's going on in your life? What what news uh, dost thou have from thine life? Well, um, I've been a little too busy uh, to to draw the comics. It's been a little too hot at, at work and not as slow as it, it was, you know, before it got hot outside. But I'm still off work. I'm still slowly uh, at home building the Ghostbuster props and building uh, a couple of weapons for my wife. Uh, she... Uh, I might have talked about it last time. I can't remember. Which, we're going to do a fan film. Just spare the explanation. So uh, I'm building some weapons for that. Um, you just sew on the, the patches on her costume probably tomorrow. But uh, we're going to be at... Uh, brain fart. <laughs> some kind of... <laughs> at Burke Street Comics. Uh, uh, Ryan's Burke Street Comics just reopened on April 30th. And... And we're going to hopefully be out there. We're playing, and I'm definitely going to be out there. I just mean, you know, like, still like this. My wife is taking some sort of nerdy interest. <laughs> yeah, he's excited. But, Can you tell? Yeah, but hopefully, you know, she she'll come with me still in costume. Uh, but uh, we should be out there as the Central North Carolina Ghostbusters, and also I'll have some of my books there 
to give out for free or to sell. You know, it is free comic book day. I forgot to order more books. But, um... Oh, yeah, more of your, uh... Do you give your Milo books away usually on Free Comic Book Day? No, but I think I might this year since uh, I don't have uh, the free black and white ones. And I got, mm -hmm. people don't buy them. And I got overstuffed. Why not? Yeah, why not? Hey, get your work out there. Right? Yeah, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to give away, I'm not going to give away Cracker Jack Comics number one because that's oh, like yeah. a $10 book. But yeah, yeah, yeah. No. yeah but some, too, too big of a book. Yeah. To exactly. Like even the, the, you know, big boys, Marvel, DC, they don't give any. That's true, that's true. Well, I was just thinking about some of my self-published, and uh, I don't really know. Oh, oh. Uh, well, I'll save that for what I've been reading. So, what have you been up to? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> what did I do this past week? Oh, yeah. So, my sister and brother-in-law came into town oh, cool. this past week, so we hung out at the park with, with us and the kids, and uh, that was fun. Like, we have this cool park here in town that has a fenced-in area <clears throat> with a playground and everything. And one of those, you know, that flooring that's made from like recycled tennis shoe soles oh, and stuff. Yeah. And it's like rubbery and, and kind of bouncy. Yeah, I know so, what that is. So yeah, it's a great yeah. spot to take the kids to. There's there's swings at the park too, and then you can walk all around. It's a really big park stuff to do. Anyway, we hung out there with them, and then later that day, uh, we went on a double date with them and got some food. And then, <clears throat> then I went out with my sister and brother-in-law, and then my other sister. We went out to see the newest Fantastic Beasts movie, uh, Fantastic Beasts and the Secret of Dumbledore, which we all enjoyed. Cool, cool. Um, like, the, the ending was a little lacking. Mm. No spoilers, I'll just say it. it just felt a little flat. But overall, it was, it was really enjoyable, and it was nice to be back in the, the wizarding world. Jude Law rocks it as Dumbledore, no surprise. Jude Law is amazing. And, um, yeah, Mads Mikkelsen, he did okay as uh, Grindelwald. Yeah, I was uh, going to ask about that. Yeah, I... I it's debatable whether he was better than Johnny Depp. Like, they both needed a little bit something more, to oh, be honest. Okay, okay. You know, but it's hard to go to toe to toe with Jude Law because you know Jude Law is amazing. Plus, he's playing the good guy. You know, so yeah. Like, but yeah, it was it was a good movie. It was enjoyable. And, uh, yeah, and we got we got like the best seats. You know, like cool. where you're like just that row above the the wheelchair row. You know, you like one step up, you're right in the middle there for IMAX screening. So that was fun. That was great. I know we're not here to talk about Harry Potter, but I, I'm curious, did uh, the change in actor, did that take you out of the movie any at all, or was it convincing enough? Not too much, because you already had the change, like, <clears throat> so in the first Fantastic Beasts, you had Colin Farrell playing, like, you didn't, I'm trying to remember if I had already heard that he mm. was Grindelwald in disguise uh, before I went to see it. I don't remember if I did or not, but you find out towards the end of the first movie that Grindelwald has been, like, Taking, oh, I forget the name of the, the potion, but the potion like changes you into someone else. Oh. So you look like someone else. Oh, so it was very organic so then, change. That's good. Yeah, at the very end of the first movie, it's revealed. And Johnny Depp is at the end of the first movie. It's revealed oh. that it was Grindelwald this whole time, and then Johnny Depp is in the entire second movie. And then, uh, for reasons which I shall not mention, uh, he was fired slash asked to leave from the third movie until the judge said, "You're right. innocent." <laughs> Yeah, it's been all over the news, but, but uh, we're not talking. I mean, by the time it got it's gotten sorted out, uh, it's too late. They'd already done yeah. finished production and everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Matt Mickelson is a good actor, uh, which, not coincidentally, he was in the first Doctor Strange movie uh, as a villain, 
playing a villain there as well. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, that, that was a little bit snapshot of what was going on in my life this past week. So, um, yeah. Cool. Oh, I saw Sonic 2. Um, oh, okay. Well, let's save that for what we're watching. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Which I guess I should have saved. That was the more other. like the week before last, I think, but it don't matter. Yeah. All right. So, next segment coming up. Hey, nerds. Richard here, taking a moment to talk to you about the podcast. If you have enjoyed one or all of our episodes, please take a moment to like, subscribe, and or follow us. Uh, we are on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Uh, if you're listening on Apple, please take a moment to leave us a review. It really does help. And let your friends know as well. Shout it from the rooftops. Come on. You know you want to. And we're back. And we're back. Bum, bum, so, bum, bum. Will, get that right one day. What have you been reading? Well, um... I've actually been reading up about H.P. Lovecraft's and, and the other authors. Uh, I forget all everyone's name. I mean, I mean that that kind of stuff interests me, but I haven't really been a big reader of H.P. Lovecraft's work. I can't point out a book or anything because I'm actually just researching it online. Uh, the Ghostbusters fan film that my wife and I are making. Uh, uh, since her family is from West Virginia, I was like, why not? Why not the Mothman? We'll fight the Mothman. So so I was looking nice. into that, and I found out that there was a Japanese anime. I mean, there's not a lot of information on the Mothman, just letting you know. But there's a Japanese uh, anime that ties the Mothman to the Cthulhu eldritch gods and that mythos. Mm. So I've been just digging around and seeing what I could find. Um, so, you know, that's what I've been reading. I've been reading about... Well, how do you pronounce these things? <laughs> Uh, 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 the the great white worm during the Hyperborean age that wiped out Antarctica when it was a jungle. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not real big. I haven't done much H.P. Lovecraft either. Obviously, I know who he is, but um, the closest I got is I watched the first few episodes of Lovecraft Country on the HBO Max, uh, which actually cool, was cool, very interesting, cool. gruesome. Very violent, but interesting. It was, uh, was well done. I played a lot of video games that had uh, Cthulhu mythos in it. Uh, Sherlock oh. Holmes versus Cthulhu was the <laughs> game. That be, that's real. It was kind of disappointing that I didn't get to see the unmentionable horrors no. more than I did. But, you know, point and click games. Well, if you'd seen yeah. it, then it would have been unmentionable. Right? Yeah. Couldn't talk about it. I'll give you a spoiler. Sherlock Holmes wins. <laughs> what? He doesn't fake his own death and come back three years later? No, well, it happens to some other story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Reads the Necronomicon, doesn't lose his mind somehow. Oh. You want to show <laughs> oh, sure. so the book that you well, brought to our viewing audience? I've owned this for like over a decade. Uh, tell, us, tell everybody the title. For those yeah. who are just listening, tell them. Why the Dan? Oh, yeah. Kwai Dan, uh, Japanese Ghost Stories. It's by Lafcadio Hearn. Looks like, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. So on Japan John, I'm going to start covering Yokai. Uh, the first one is just going to be a, an overview on Yokai, uh, Bakimono, etc. Um, 
and then maybe you know future Japanese jaunts here and there we're just gonna focus on one Japanese ghost or monster um, but you know uh, Lafayette O'Hearn I think in the late 1800s early 1900s sometime I forget yeah, not, it was originally published in 1904 he went to Japan and, and uh, went around getting you know different uh, folk tales and whatnot, and he wrote a book and there's also insects and other various Japanese cultural things in there uh, or you know uh, yeah yeah there are some culture too there's like the butterfly dances mentioned briefly uh, I haven't read the whole oh. book yet that's creepy <laughs> it is Japanese ghost stories. Yeah. I was trying to remember if you had... I thought you would lend that to me at one point, but I, I don't I recognize don't... it now. Yeah. I did, I forget. But, yeah. Uh, I need to I need to finish reading that. But uh, I've read a lot of different stuff in the past on yokai and from different sources, so... I know a bit. Uh... Lafayette de definitely is. Am I am I saying that right? I think he's French. Does that sound French? Well, Mister Hearn. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't recognize that. Lafcadio. Lafcadio. I guess so. What? Sorry, so, Mister Lafcadio, if you're watching this. <laughs> <laughs> or Lafcadio. I love God. So, uh, anyone named Lafcadio, I guess. Lafcadio. <laughs> um. He doesn't cover every yokai, but we're going to get into stuff that uh, isn't in his book, too. Sorry, I got distracted by my... Okay. So, what's happening. Um, yeah, my fault. I will talk a little bit about what I've been reading. So, one of the things... Dang it. One of the things I've been reading is... Uh, which I will talk a little more about later when we preview well it's coming up soon but we're going to talk about Wanda Maximoff and uh, her storylines in the comics but also you know what we might expect in the movie and then we're going to talk about WandaVision which I just rewatched this past week um, <clears throat> but I've been reading House of M um, which is a really cool comic uh, I J. recognize the J. Michael Bendis uh, is I think the, the writer let me see here yeah, like, um, wow, it looks really good on iPad. I've been reading it on my Kindle. It looks much better on the iPad. It looks a lot better than me trying to read comics on my smartphone. Yeah. Um, so what is that, Comixology? Uh, Kindle Unlimited. Kindle, oh, Kindle, so right, like, right. With Kindle Unlimited, like, a lot of times they will allow you to read like the first in a series, like volume one uh -huh. of such and such graphic novel series or what have you um and then you gotta buy the next one or you gotta subscribe to comiXology which is an extra fee an extra monthly fee i still i don't you don't get 100 percent access even with comiXology i don't think but you get a much broader access and um yeah it's cool like i've read quite a few things like i've, I've read things in the fable series like i've talked about before and um read Marvel things, uh, DC, like Batman Dark Victory is on there. I started reading that a little while back. Uh, it's on Kindle Unlimited. So a lot of cool stuff. And you're allowed to, basically it's kind of like a library where you're allowed to borrow like 10 titles at a time. And then cool. if you want to read a new one, you got to return one of them, more or less. Like So they only let you keep so many at a time on your Kindle or your Kindle app. Oh, okay. Um, so it checks your storage. 
Uh, something like that. Or, yeah, know. just, it, I mean, Amazon tracks everything you do on their apps, you know, so they, okay. they know what you're doing. They know, and if you have Alexa, she's listening. <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, like, so it's, it's really well done, and the artwork is good. Uh, and it's, it's a very has a very interesting Wanda Maximoff slash Scarlet Witch story. So as I said, we'll talk more about it uh, here in a few minutes when we get into Wanda. But that's one of the things I've been reading this past week. So with that, I guess we'll wrap up this segment and move on to what have we been watching. Joker here, bringing April cheer. Today's podcast is brought to you by Joker's Laughing Fish. Come on, you've got to try one. There to die for. <laughs> Alright, so I guess I'll start with this one, uh, since you started with the reading. What have been watching? I mean, obviously, WandaVision, I rewatched uh, the entire miniseries, uh, finished that up, but I'm going to save that for our next segment. Um, I've been watching something called Ted Lasso with my wife. It's a comedy. Um, many of you have probably heard about it. Um, it's about this gentleman who was a football coach in the U.S., and he gets hired to coach a soccer team or football you know, as the rest of the world calls soccer, uh, we have American football. You know. The rest of the world in football is, well, those that speaking. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he gets hired to go to the UK and and coach this team, and he doesn't know anything about soccer. <laughs> so that's, sounds like the plot of many different movies. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's just really well written. Like you care cool. about the characters. It has like the humor feels a little more naturalistic it's just it's, it's funny and it has heart and yeah i just i highly recommend it uh, my wife and i have both been getting into that this past few weeks um we finished the morning show also on apple tv plus and we're like i was like well i've heard ted lasso is good i'm gonna try it out and it was uh, kind of more on a sci-fi bin i did watch a little bit of the foundation series cause when i saw foundation. it when i saw it previewed um, for Apple TV Plus, I got excited, and then I watched the first episode, and I was like, cool. eh. And I started watching the okay. second, and I just lost interest because it was getting... <laughs> okay. It just... You know how, like, you watch... Like, we talked about uh, The Last Airbender last week, where it's like, you have all this expectation for something, and then, for whatever reason, oh, you we, can't quite put yeah, your finger on it. we're talking about Shyamalan's yeah, version. You, like, you can't yeah. quite put your finger on it, but it, it falls flat. Well, it's like, I... Yeah, it's like you can. It's like it's something in that magical mixture that makes up an amazing movie didn't happen, (laughs) or there was an ingredient missing, or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Shyamalan tried cramming too much into one movie, and and honestly, uh, my favorite character needed to be funny, and he wasn't. Oh, the main character. Yeah, he's not funny at all. No, I'm talking about the brother. Oh, the brother. Sokka. Oh yeah. My boomerang boy. But there weren't any funny characters. He's the comedy relief. <laughs> like he, he didn't have he didn't have any humor in that at all. Like there was oh, no there was no no intentional. I humor. care about my sister. <laughs> He's supposed to be the idiot. He's not actually competent. <laughs> oh yeah. That. And yes, yes, uh, our monk boy 
Uh, and yes, he needs some lighthearted humor. He doesn't want to be the Avatar. He's not, you know, he just wants to be a kid. <laughs> but no, no, not dissing Shyamalan. I know he's a really big fan of, uh, of the Last Airbender. But so I didn't know about the Foundation. Uh, yeah, it's, apparently I think you're it's, not interested. Anymore. Well, it's, it's based off of. I, I haven't read the books, to be honest, but I, I've oh, heard books. about cool, them. Cool, cool. I believe it's Isaac Asimov, if I'm not mistaken. I may be getting that wrong. Sci-fi fans, please correct me. Um, Got one but it's, on the it's, brain. it's like a trilogy, the Foundation trilogy, and it's well known amongst you know sci-fi books of the 20th century, etc. Um, I think I did start reading the first one, if memory serves me. Either that or listen to it on an audiobook. But with Asimov, I believe it was Asimov. It's either Asimov or Arthur C. Clarke. It's one of those two, you know, okay. big-time sci-fi writers from the. 40s, 50s, 60s. Okay, so there's definitely a uh, sci-fi. So there was a lot of anticipation Asimov. for it. Yeah, okay. I and was joking. Asimov, Maximov, Asimov, oh. Maximov, <laughs> Asimov, Maximov. <laughs> yeah, if, if you ever seen iRobot with Will yeah, Smith? Yeah, I did. I did. It's based on Isaac yeah. Asimov. Cool. He has this trilogy cool. about artificial life and how it interacts with future society. Like the, you know, he wrote the, the three laws of, you know, robot behavior. You know, etc. So iRobot is based off of one of his books. Cool. Or the trilogy. Anyway, so what have you been watching? Outside of stuff you've been researching for our topic for this week. What else? Have you okay. been watching much anything else? Not that you have to. Just... Well, honestly, um, I don't think that my wife, Mandy, is very interested in a lot of the stuff that I could watch. So I use... Here lately, I've just been... Uh, giving her control of the remote in the evenings, but uh, so I've watched a lot of things I normally wouldn't watch myself. I've been watching ER. Ah, okay. Um, What'd you think? We're still in season one. No, it's a good show. I like it. We're still in season one. Um, but you know, I wouldn't. You know, I've been exposed to a lot of things I wouldn't watch if I wasn't married. But man, marriage <laughs> uh, is all about compromise, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. it's not all about compromise, but like, there's a give and take, right? Absolutely, there is a give and take, and. You know, she suffers through my stuff, my nerdy stuff. <laughs> well, yeah, like she's going to see Doctor Strange with us this week, right? Yeah, so. she is. She's uh, she's invested in the Wanda's character, uh, and she wants oh, to yeah. see what yeah. happens after uh, WandaVision. Ah, nice. Uh, okay. she, she did see that uh, series with me, and it was really slow in the beginning, and she didn't like it, but she really got into it around the end. Uh, but yeah, my wife, you know, she loves uh, strong female characters, and uh, I tried to introduce her to things. Like that, I introduced her to Wonder Woman and stuff, and she liked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I introduced her to that. I mean, I mean, you know, there, anyway, anyway, there are some strong female characters in the match she really likes, but uh, getting off track, what have I been watching? Well, about two weeks ago, I watched Sonic 2. I didn't mention that last podcast. Uh, it was good. It was good. It was different than the games, of course. Uh, it was good. It was all right. Um, dude, dude does a good job playing Knuckles. It was a different Knuckles, but it was good. Uh, I don't remember his name. He doesn't remember his name either. I haven't <laughs> seen either one. So. He played in uh, Suicide Squad, the second one, which I also saw, and it was very R, but it was good. Okay. <laughs> what character did you play? Uh, Patriot. No. No. It's not no, John Cena. No, it's not John Cena. It's no. a black guy. I think his name starts with the Idris? E or something. Idris? Yeah. Elba. He plays Knuckles? Yeah, yeah. Ha! That's interesting. Yeah, he does. He I does. didn't realize that. 
Yeah, there was this big joke leading up to the release of the film. It was sexy knuckles. <laughs> anyway. Was knuckles ever not sexy? <laughs> I guess not. I guess he was always sexy. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, maybe not in Sonic Bandages cartoon, whatever that was called. I forgot. I have bandages. <laughs> Okay, so, uh, you know, I've been watching, he said outside of, I'm going to say it anyway, I've been watching a lot of YouTube, been watching about the Mothman, the Mothman Prophecies, the Mothman Festival, the Mothman Museum. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you, there's a, there's a, it might be on, it might be on YouTube, there's a documentary about cool. the Mothman. I think I found it on YouTube. I have it's watched actually some really of those well, too. really well done. Um, I enjoyed it better than the Richard Gere movie, I must say. Don't I, I have not watched the Richard Gere movie. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 forgettable. We'll put it that way. I didn't know he did, <laughs> which is unfortunate because it has good actors in it. Like Richard Gere's decent. Laura yeah. Linney is awesome, and she actually is good in it. Richard Gere is like, mm, mm. Eh. but he's eh, in most of his movies. So yeah. that's another topic. Yeah, but you know. I don't really watch as much as I could. Uh, I was watching some of the anime Haunted House Shinbi's House is what it's called in Japanese. That's because Mothman was in an episode. But so, if I can be creating something, that's usually what I spend my time doing. Yeah. You know. yeah. yeah. Maybe we should we should start doing a segment like that. Like, what are you creating? Maybe instead of what are you consuming, right? Probably better. Well, and we know, are when I get tired, I'll be consuming again. I gotta, I gotta yeah. take a I break mean, sometime. Everybody does. Like you know, we, we had our Netflix or Disney Zelda. Plus or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but yeah, like I think there's something like I've been enjoying creating this and and partnering with Absolutely. you and doing that. That's me too. And like because I've, I've consumed and listened to so many podcasts, I'm like, I want to make one. I am completely alien and new to the podcast yeah. land. Me too. Like this is only this is technically only the second podcast I've done. Um, now I have, I have been doing obviously my YouTube videos for about a year. Um, I had a short-lived podcast I did called Ancient Eclectic. It was like six episodes. Of yeah, yeah. Me reading. I remember that? I was reading the Iliad, and I was like trying to kind of audition for uh, reading audiobooks, you know, as a as a side gig or something. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know you were thinking. About I mean, that. yeah, yeah. That that's something I've dreamed of doing for a long time, like doing voice acting or. Oh, you're really good at it. Or uh, that it would be fun, honestly. So. Well, I'll play a redneck in my Ghostbuster film. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Um, we just have to be careful because we can get canceled nowadays. If we're, although I have a feeling you won't get canceled for bashing rednecks. Probably oh, not. I just the people that because the people that do the people that do canceling <laughs> probably don't care if rednecks get bashed. <laughs> yeah, no, probably not. White people are completely on the table. <laughs> That's right. And since we're white, but we can I'm make kidding. fun of our own kind. Right? No, <laughs> no, we're gonna get in trouble now because we just. Oh no. <laughs> anyway, oh. now that we're. Oh, um, no. Yeah, please don't cancel us. We're. Uh, oh. I didn't want you to bash rednecks anyway. <laughs> So, so I just yeah, wanted you to play a country boy. I'm trying to, I'm trying to balance things. <laughs> I'm trying to balance things. Like I talked about my family owning slaves earlier, and and and, and now it's like we gotta we gotta bash white people a little bit to make up for. <laughs> no, Homer Simpson. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. He gets bashed all the time. I know he's yellow, but like, he's he's a white man. Yeah, you know, everybody knows that, right? You know, 
portray an Indian man in a decent way. He's like the best character on the entire show. Everybody's mad. Betray a white man, the worst character on the show, it's okay. <laughs> I know, like, I, I got to think about it, because apparently it was, an, it, was a, it was an Indian comedian who started that thing, you know, because he had took issue with how they portrayed Apu. And, um, is that Apu? Apu. Apu, yeah, Apu. And I'm like, they make fun of everybody on The Simpsons. Like, like all races, all genders, all ages. Like, everyone's fair game. So... An Italian stereotype. Oh, no! So, shouldn't... <laughs> like, and yeah. everybody's a stereotype of themselves on The Simpsons. Like, everybody. So, I'm like, isn't it more everybody. a win for diversity that they have an ongoing Indian character as opposed to being, like... I mean, come on. Come on. Which I, I think the Simpsons writers kind of feel the same way because they put a little jab in an you know, episode afterwards. Oh, they jab everything. About, but it was very... You knew what it was Fox, about. It was Disney like, Republicans. Like, <laughs> I was like, come on, people. Like, think about the context. Like, don't just focus on this one thing. Like, look at the whole context. Look at the nature of the show, what it's always been. Anyway. That's well, Simpsons soapbox. I watch uh, some of Hot Diggity Demons... Uh, animations and stuff and he does a really good uh he makes a really good case for Apu you should uh if you're interested in that you should check it out obviously we're not promoting racism at all we don't want that I just think the Apu character is actually portrayed really well compared to all the other people on the show yeah like he's intelligent he's a loving father like he you know he supports his wife he's a he's a businessman like he owns his own business and say what you want about the fact that that's it's a like, convenience it's more intelligent than the other people in the town. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I, I think he's a great character. Like, for The Simpsons, like, within context. Yeah, consider it in context. Like, if you had this, like, dramatic cartoon and, and all of a sudden you had this caricature of an, of an Indian person running a convenience store inside of this serious, dramatic cartoon, yeah. then it would be, like, stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Like, oh, th- yeah. this isn't good. But, like, Family Guy, The Simpsons, like, like I said, they make fun of everybody. So it's like, yeah. Anyway, we'll we'll let the comedian. You know, there's there's comedians like Dave Chappelle and others who have had a lot to say about cancel culture. So we'll we'll let them take care of that. <laughs> yeah, let's continue on. Yeah. Today's episode of the Reverend Nerd Podcast has been brought to you by Duff Beer. Don't just sit on your Duff. Get in the bar. And drink some beer. That means you too, Homer. So we're talking about Wanda Maximoff tonight. We're uh, in anticipation of the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness movie, directed by Sam Raimi. It's great to have Sam Raimi back in the Marvel sandbox. Uh, And uh, my personal... I mean, I love Ghostbusters, so of course I love Army of Darkness, right? And... Evil Dead 2 was hilarious, so, so you know. I need to see those, I haven't seen them yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Evil Dead 2 might be stupid, but it's hilarious too. <laughs> it's, uh, don't watch Evil Dead 1, it'll bore you to sleep. Unless you just <laughs> want to laugh, laugh at when, the like, one of the demons gets pulled open, he just builds coleslaw everywhere because of the budget. <laughs> but, <laughs> I think it's coleslaw, I mean, <laughs> anyway. So, um... When did you first, uh, what was your first introduction to Scarlet Witch? Ah. 
So for me, I mean, obviously, I, I knew her first as Wanda Maximoff. Um, so my first exposure was Avengers: Age of Ultron. You know, the film. Uh, I don't, I don't think I knew about her at all before that. Um, it was like I knew more about the mainline Marvel characters. I mean, like everybody knows about Spider-Man, obviously, and and but like Captain America, etc. Um, oh, yeah. But I, w- I had not dug too deep into comics growing up, as I've said before. Um, and as I got older, when I started getting into comics initially, it was more DC-related, especially Batman. Yeah, me too. So so I, w- I was not familiar with the Scarlet Witch or with Wanda Maximoff's character until she showed up in Old- Age of Ultron. And I'll have to admit, like my, my initial impression was a little mixed. I was like, eh, what are they doing with this character? Like... Is, uh, I had seen the actress um, in actually Godzilla movie. She was in the Godzilla movie. Um, she was. Which, yeah, uh, 20, was it twenty fourteen? Yeah, she was in. Was she, she played uh, the wife. She played the wife. Yeah, hmm. yeah. In the uh, in the Godzilla I movie. I should known that. I'm the Godzilla guy. Yeah, so I'd seen her in that, oh, and I thought she did a really good job. I own that movie. <laughs> and then it was just something like her accent didn't work very well for me, and. And this, I was like, what's up with the skirt? Like, I know it might be from the comics, but what's up with the skirt? It's kind of silly. They obviously did away with that eventually, which is good. Um, oh, it's been a while since I've seen Age of Ultron, man. Yeah, she's got this, this kind of goofy, like, Japanese schoolgirl skirt that she's wearing through most of the movie. And I'm she like, looks like Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice this. I'm going <laughs> to go back now. I know. I was it's... watching clips from old Age of Ultron earlier today on YouTube, and it's... Yeah, it's like, I'm like, what's up, what? Give her pants, you know, like, longer skirt, something, you know, like, come on. It's just a little uh, awkward. I forgot um, to mention that. I've also been watching, preparing for tonight's video. Shout out to Comics Explained on YouTube. Thank you for helping me to remember some stuff and explain some things I actually didn't know about Wanda, but continue. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but, but in that movie, there, there was definitely seeds of, of something that, you know, piqued my interest with her character uh so as her storyline continued on like uh, was it i think civil war i believe was the next was it civil war was it uh yeah i think it was civil war she was the next i believe uh captain america civil war yeah probably i think so because like she's she's there at the beginning where they that she accidentally um shoots the building and hurts people and she's like all oh, bummed yeah. out about it and then she's staying with vision at the Avengers oh. complex, or he's sort of slash keeping an eye on her, and obviously that's where their budding romance begins. And then, um, which I was looking forward to. Yeah, yeah like the beginning of the beginning of Infinity War, like the first their first scenes in Infinity War, it, it felt like something was missing, like her and Vision. Yeah. It's like they jumped right into that. It's like, oh, we've been on the run for two yeah. years, and. It was, it just it just felt like it was, something was missing a bit. Yeah, that's true. But but obviously, like WandaVision does an awesome job of filling in so many cracks for both characters and expanding on both characters. I mean, obviously, Wanda being um, the most important of the two, and just she really comes into her own in that series, and I thoroughly enjoyed rewatching. She really needed that series, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, I mean, I really, I've in the MCU, I've always loved the Vision in the MCU. The actor playing him, the way he portrays the character, it's great. Uh, Wanda is a good character too, but honestly, um, 
she didn't get her moment until WandaVision. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Yeah. I, you know, obviously she got a great deal of screen time in Age of Ultron. That's true. But I just mean that her character wasn't really explored until one of his movies really fleshed yeah. out that, that yeah because she was she was a side character in other other characters movies yeah up until that unfortunately point. um do you think she'll get a do you think think she'll get a title a title movie mm, that would be cool i'd watch it only black widow eventually got one. <laughs> oh. oh yeah that's true she did yeah did you saw that right i did cool, yeah cool yeah i thought it was good captain russia yeah that's not it, his name. I don't. I know it was supposed to come out earlier, you know, like so it, it felt out of sequence, you know, which it was. You're kind of going yes. back in time, but I still enjoyed it. I still enjoyed it, you know. Um, yeah, that's another topic for another time. But yeah, no, I, that would be really cool if if she got her own like Scarlet Witch movie. Um, but we'll see what happens in this movie. Like, hopefully, she doesn't die or anything. That would suck. I highly doubt it. Yeah, I really, I really highly doubt that. Although they, re, in rewatching WandaVision, like especially the last couple episodes, um, uh, when the other witch, oh, I'm so tired. Agatha guys. Harkness. Yes, mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. Agatha Harkness. Important character, different than from the comics, though. Yeah, when she reveals herself, and then you go back through like Wanda's memories. And uh, you see how, like, her, I mean, you, you they kind of hint at the fact that she was a mutant, but they can't use the word because Fox owned the rights at the time or something. I don't know. I don't know. Or it was kind of still a negotiation. But yeah, she's, of course, it may depend on the, the timeline in the comic, too, as to whether she is a mutant or not. Like, because, like, she's, like, the one I'm reading, for instance, The House of M. Yeah, if she was still a mutant in The like, House of M. In, in the House of M, she's actually... And you may have told me about this before. Yeah. She's actually the daughter of Magneto. I know. That's how I knew her. Yeah. See, uh, I don't remember at this stage of my life. I'm almost 40. But I'm pretty sure in the 90s... Okay, in the 90s, there were several superhero movies... Not movies. Well, there were some movies, but... I wasn't going doggo over bat nipples. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was uh, several superhero cartoon shows I really loved in the 90s. Obviously, Batman... The anime adventures, oh, yeah. but there was Spider Man, the '90s Spider Man cartoon, and X Men. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time. I actually started watching through the X Men cartoon on Disney Plus sometime in the last year or so. Uh, but then kind of stopped and got distracted and did something else. But I, I think I was introduced to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in that cartoon, and, and I'm sorry. I, for interrupting yeah, no, you're good. yeah I think that was my introduction but I knew well, no matter where I was introduced to the characters I knew that Magneto was supposedly their father I say supposedly because I've done some research earlier today and it seems like the comics have done a lot of retconning because of Fox in recent years that I didn't know about because I don't have money to buy every comic issue that hits the stands or doesn't hit the stands. Oh, uh, sorry. No, I guess I'll fill that okay. blank space with uh, what I'm looking at here. So I'm, I'm looking through the, the House of N comic here. And something that the WandaVision series deals with, uh, something that Agatha talks about, is that Wanda 
is this being who can is capable of spontaneous creation and but that's in the show right yeah in the show and in, in the MCU timeline it's implying that she's someone who's coming was prophesied because uh, Agatha knew about the it Scarlet Witch yeah like had known about it for 400 years or however long I think she was she became like she gained like her power initially back around 1693 like uh, Agatha did and then uh, had been gaining and learning ever since and her mother in the MCU show is actually closer to the comic book Agatha Harkness than she is Mm. wanted to point that out but okay so she was like one of the Salem witches and like well the comic Agatha Harkness was an elderly woman and she was a good guy Uh... she was (laughs) her first introduction is that she's the babysitter for Reed and Sue Richards children Okay, okay. But she eventually does uh, take Wanda under her wing in the comics to train her to control her chaos magic. And depending on where you are in Marvel comic history, Wanda either does have chaos magic or she doesn't. Either chaos magic exists or it doesn't. So apparently in the MCU it does. Because WandaVision talks about that. Because we have better continuity in the MCU. (laughs) Yeah, like, that is one cool thing with the MCU. Like, they've been able, in a sense, to, like pull out a lot of things from all the disparate comic timelines and you know form sort of like a fusion and and, and like a, a relatively consistent through line you know over the course of the last 14 years yeah like, that's been cool like um not as i said i was not someone who read a ton of marvel comics so i, I didn't have a lot of like expectations or like disappointments of like, well, why didn't you pick up this part of this storyline? You know that came out five years ago, and you know, <laughs> I, I didn't have a lot of that. Um, I had some of that, but yeah, some well, only. Did little. you did you feel aggravation on some things? You're like, why did they do that? Um. Well, they didn't introduce Agatha's son, uh, Scratch, but <laughs> they were going to. He was going to be the rabbit. Uh, but oh. <laughs> they, cut the, they cut that scene. You didn't know about the rabbit scene? No. Yeah, um, so Ralph, his name was Ralph, right? I want to point out that I'm pretty sure that Disney owned Fox when they made WandaVision because we True. were all being like, oh, they're going to put mutants in it. And then Quicksilver's here, but he, from from the Fox X-Men to Quicksilver. But then we turn out, oh, that's not, that's Ralph? Who's that? You know, Ralph. but that was a little that was a little Easter egg because it was the Quicksilver actor from the Fox X Men universe. Yeah, yeah. So you know, you got us, Disney. <laughs> yeah, and I like you how they <laughs> I like how they kind of went meta with that and play yeah. play with you a bit because then Darcy's like she recast Pietro exactly. <laughs> but um, and I love how they also made pointed out the kind of poked fun at at um. Wanda's accent during yeah, it too. That was funny too. Is, is like, yeah, her brother's like, "What's up with your accent?" She's like, "What's up with yours?" And, was like, um, and then I think Agatha also points it out. It's like, it's like, why is it so inconsistent? Um, so I think, I think that was they were kind of poking fun at. So they had this rabbit scene that got deleted from like the final episode or two. Uh, they were. <sighs> Oh gosh, what's the, uh, I was really happy when they introduced the superhero 
shoot, they introduced a new superhero that uh, the lady. The in in the, oh yeah yeah one yeah of, was it Phase Phasmo? It was. Well, she's gonna be, uh, starring in the Mar in the Captain, the Marvels. She's gonna be starring in the Marvels movie alongside, um, Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel. Darn it! What was her superhero name? Or any of her superhero names? I think she had like a two or something through the comics, but I forget. Anyway, so uh, it was gonna be her. Was it Polaroid? No, it wasn't. <laughs> um, something to do with light or something. Anyway, so it's her, Ralph, who doesn't have his powers anymore, I think. Uh, and I can't remember if it was the kids or who it was. But they were going to be trying to uh, steal the Darkhold. The rabbit was going to turn into this like demon character. It So it wasn't really Agatha Sun Scratch, but you know, they were going to try to do something there. That was the lead scene. So uh, Monica Rambo is yeah, the, yeah, Monica Rambo. But that's not her superhero name. But like, no, but that's I have a name. I'll use a name. Yeah. Uh, Photon. Maybe it's Photon. <laughs> Might be Photon. I feel lucky. Uh, but I'm a lot more familiar with Miss Marvel from the comics. To be completely honest, I'm really looking. I'm looking forward to that. They haven't put that... I don't think they put that on Disney Plus yet. I think we're still going through Midnight first. Alright. So, Let's see. Um, i trying to think what... I did want to talk a little bit more about the spontaneous creation thing. Yeah. Because obviously WandaVision is... Like, almost the entire thing is, is her, like, spontaneously, like, out of grief, like, creating this dome, hexagonal dome, you know, over, and, like, rewriting the molecular structure of, of the town of Westview, you know, like, turning it black and white, you know, and, and, um, initially, and you, you find out they actually tie that in obviously to like her her past where yeah. the night that her parents were killed she was they were watching the Dick Van Dyke show so like her grief which is similar to how the brain actually works in, in traumatic like when you True. when your uh, PTSD is mm. triggered obviously you just she just lost vision uh, which probably triggered her trauma from losing her parents and um, she had to watch vision die twice you know which they talk about so it, it brought her back to that. So in her grief, like she, without even trying to, like, created the house that they had meant to build together, and then like rewrote Westview, and like, um, but then, including like you find out later in the series. And spoiler warning, by the way, if you haven't watched WandaVision yet, uh, pause this, and go watch it, or just skip to the next segment. Where have you been for like two years? I know. Where have you been? When did it come out? It's um, been two years, right? At least, a, at least a year. Okay. Yeah, it's been at least a year. Yeah, you're um, right. Maybe just one year. But yeah, like, uh, she... Because initially, like, for a while in the series, you don't know whether she just reanimated, you know, Vision. And then you find out she spontaneously generated Vision out of her... Yeah, yeah that was a good of, twist. Yeah, like, that was pretty cool, actually. Um, and there's another thing we talk about maybe after the movie or like 
but just I'm curious whether Vision will be in it. And I yeah, wonder if he uh, might even be that, that one little spot that I thought was Johnny Storm. I wonder if that might be White Vision. No, um, no. I think I know what you're talking about because I saw a couple of new trailers today that I hadn't seen yet. And uh, in one of them, you couldn't really tell who the, the fiery figure was flying around. But uh, there was one trailer I saw where the character slows down and, and turns off her fire. It's a woman. She's a... Uh, I know it's a woman because... She... <laughs> I'm trying to put that down, please. She has boobs. Okay, so... <laughs> and she has, a like, a pixie cut, butch haircut. Honestly, I think it's either Captain Marvel or it's a uh, multiverse Captain Marvel. I don't know what universe she hails from, but I, I, I think looking at the character when she turns the fire off and I can actually see her a bit more clearly I think she it's a Captain Marvel of some kind mm. um, maybe she's on the Illuminati in this film mm. Illuminati are in this film I mean that's like in the trailer yeah no, that's been <laughs> they've said fun. the word Illuminati <laughs> so uh, spoiler sorry well, got I mean, a spoiler alert earlier, really, right? I mean if they haven't watched the trailer I mean unless you're you know if you're someone that doesn't want to spoil anything then I assume you're not listening to a podcast. That's true. Uh, about Wanda Maximoff, the you know three days before or two days before the movie comes. Well, actually, when it releases, it'll be one day before. So, so yeah. So if you are listening, I assume you don't mind being spoiled a bit. And with that out of the way, hi. Yes, yeah, that's right. I am released. So, <laughs> off the, the final the final ten minutes of our Wanda segment here. Will has some oh some some theories. So. Oh, um, and the, was there anything you wanted to say first? Oh, well, I was just going to talk a little bit. Like I was looking, kind of browsing through the House yeah. of M as I was as we were talking here, and there's this little, Larry talks about, like, previously in Avengers, like, what led up to this particular series. Uh, it says, It was the worst day in Avengers history. The Scarlet Witch suffered a total nervous breakdown after losing control of her reality-altering powers. In the chaos created around the breakdown, beloved Avengers Hawkeye, Ant-Man, and the Vision lost their lives. Many of the other Avengers were hurt emotionally and physically. And that's six months before the events of the House of M. So it's another traumatic event. So like, in this one, she unintentionally kills Vision, whereas Infinity War, like, he, he asked her to intentionally kill him in order to save half the universe. I think so. he's died more than once in the comics, though. I think he has. Probably. It's maybe the second time he died in the comics. What character hasn't died more than <laughs> once in the comics? Don't know. <laughs> even, even Peter Parker has died. Yeah, I know. Probably, like, Superman yes, no, has died. Yes, no, he did. And, uh, Deadpool had to go... The, Deadpool shot him in the forehead. He, oh, that's fun. And then they became best friends. He rescued him from hell. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> oh, you can't have Petey, Mephesto. He's mine. <laughs> I want to read that whole series. Oh, <laughs> anyway. Yes, and then that's why Peter Parker hates Deadpool. <laughs> oh, man. Have you seen... I think you sent it to me. The, um, where they, they they took the Deadpool trailer and they, they put... Um, was it Bully, Bully Parker? Bully Maguire? Like... <laughs> The Bully Maguire I version of like Deadpool. Um, look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it. It's hilarious. My favorite part is, how did that get there? 
behind that computer. You know, they, <laughs> like they, so they took Deadpool, they superimposed um, clips of all deep Peter Parker's. Yeah, yeah, deep fakes. Yeah, they deep faked, you know, Tobey Maguire's whole body and, and audio. No, well, most of the time it was just his head okay. on, onto Deadpool's head, like uh, from you know from the Sam Raimi movies, and like it's just you know interspersed with the actual trailer for Deadpool. It's hilarious. I gotta rewatch that. Um, oh, we are so ADD. <laughs> are you really gonna stick to this ten minutes? Or are we gonna go over? All right, you got you got eight minutes to talk about your okay. Darkhold Wanda storyline. Well, uh, I've been wondering. See, when when a new Marvel movie comes out, I say to myself, "What in the comics that could they possibly pull for it?" I mean, some things are obvious. The first movie was probably going to be the origin story, Captain America was the origin story, the first Avenger. Uh, and uh, you know, I did. I thought bad about Civil War. Oh, you know, what are they going to do? They can't do this because we haven't set that up. Maybe they can do that. You know, um, stuff like that. So I don't know. For the longest time, I was like, I have no idea where the multiverse of madness could even go. Uh, first of all, I'm not super familiar with Doctor Strange, although I'm excited due to the fact that. I love paranormal supernatural things and uh oh yeah isn't there like a zombie strange in the trailer somewhere or or undead strange yeah I saw that and there's some theories floating around that I, I've uh heard and there's one where he looks like a Hindu god but a Hindu goddess you know where he has like the multiple arms or oh yeah I was like well I think that's just one of his spells oh okay didn't he do something like that already in like Infinity War or Endgame or something hmm Maybe the original Doctor Strange. But anyway, so uh, I didn't know where they were going to go with this. I did some research. And some of the stuff, you know, has been out there for a long time. But there's one storyline that just came out last year. And I don't think that's a coincidence. Now, maybe, uh, maybe that was written after this movie was written. But the storyline I find interesting. Spoiler alert. I don't know if it'll be in the film or not, but it could be. Uh, they did a story last year in 2021 in which Wanda, Loki, Doctor Doom, and I don't know if Doctor Strange is in it or not, uh, travel the multiverse with the Darkhold. And I don't have a lot of information about it. I just learned it existed today. Uh, thank you. I think it was on Comic Explained. There was two other sources. I forgot. Sorry. But, uh, you know, I uh, did watch at least three Comics Explained videos today, and I think that might have been one of them. But, uh, so, in the story, uh, Doctor Doom is using Wanda. Apparently, they're trying to take down, uh, is it Cthon? I think that's the fictional knockoff Cthulhu villain in here. Yeah, Cthon. Uh, you want me to just read what you wrote to me? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. And then you can, you can comment extemporaneously on it that'd probably be faster let's see they said hey man i've been confused on exactly where the new movie would go ultimately because there wasn't really a parallel in the comics that i was aware however last year marvel comics introduced that story in anticipation to the film releasing apparently wanda loki potentially doctor strange and doctor doom travel the multiverse to stop Khthon 
a Cthulhu mythos eldritch god that originally gave Wanda a chaos magic power right. boost when she was a child. Right. I found out about that date today, too. Just so much history I, I don't know about because I, I just don't have the money or the time to read 60 years of Marvel comics. I know, and that I was thinking of that earlier. Like we were watching yeah. that that uh, overview video from um, what was the name of that channel? Comics Explained. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I showed him one yeah. of the videos I watched. Nexus. Beings. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's just like, it's like because I think Nexus beings. I think that has the biggest potential of having something to do with the new film. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like Wanda being a Nexus being and drawing power. From the Nexus, whatever yeah. Nexus is. When I hear Nexus, I think of Star Trek Generations, honestly. The movie. <laughs> uh, you know, like, that's what I think of when I hear Nexus. Uh, but I know they reference the Nexus in Loki. Yeah, a lot. They use the word a lot. They use the word only once in WandaVision uh, in this, like, fake drug commercial. Uh, and Man Thing is in the in the comics. He's another Nexus being. But go go ahead. <laughs> Creative name Man Thing. I think it's Man Thing, isn't it? I mean, I know Swamp Thing yeah, is DC. Yeah, I think he, he, yeah. I think he did use the word Man Thing. Okay. Um, let's see, did you want me to read more, or do you want to just? Oh sure, read? sure. All right, let's see. Uh, <clears throat> okay. So they gave one to Chaos magic power boost when she was a child Thon did this paranormal being wishes to return to earth in a physical manifestation but can only do so with or through the power of the Darkhold book which at the end of WandaVision you see that Wanda has gotten a hold of it and yeah. with her astral self is studying it. I think she's looking you know I, I, this is more I'm obvious. her astral self like it looked like it because it's similar to the way Doctor Strange oh. when his astral body with her astral body, like that's what it looked like. She was sitting. That's a good idea. She was sitting on the think front of porch, and then, and then she goes in to get tea, but then it goes to the back room and like as Scarlet Wait. Witch, like her astral, it would look like an astral body, you know, dressed up as Scarlet Witch was studying the book, and like you see all these symbols and stuff floating around, and she's like, but you can't control your astral body and your real body at the same time, can you? Maybe you want to can. Uh, maybe. Or maybe maybe she already tapped into the multiverse. Maybe they, one of them was actually another one. Died. I don't know. That's probably not true. Mm. But I, I, yeah, I it have did, no it idea. It didn't look like worked. a corporeal. Like it looked more like, like from the Doctor Strange film, like okay. when he has his astral body. That's what it looked like. I'll have to go back and watch Ooh. it again. Hey, thanks. Yeah. I never thought of that though. That was my first thought. Like, and part of that's because I just rewatched Doctor Strange the week before. I rewatched WandaVision, so I was like, oh, that looks like Doctor Strange's astral body form. Um, but, like, so let's see. Alright. And you say here, spoiler alerts for this story, bro, stop now. So uh, we say the same to you. Uh, we can skip that sentence. <laughs> uh, so I'll just read this, and then we'll finish up with this, because we're coming up on our time. Oh, yeah. I think she's um, going to be looking for her kids, by the so way. let's see. Stop now if you don't want potential possible spoilers for the film. Okay, so... Well, in this story, a group of Avengers read the Darkhold in order to gain supernatural powers to fight Khthon. But unfortunately, they read too much, and instead of becoming Darkhold defenders, they become the Darkhold defiled, causing them to turn on Wanda and the others. Thank you again for Comics Explained or wherever I got this from. Yeah. 
by the end of the story, Wanda merges her being with the Darkhold and uses her power to absorb Kathan in order to contain him within her being. Anyway, other comics about Wanda include her rescuing the souls or essences of her twin children from either the soul or essences of Mephistopheles or another demonic character of some type. I forget. Anyway, the creature known to be in Doctor Strange 2 is not Kathan, but it is a Cthulhu mythos being. Shumagorath. Shumagorath. But they can't legally do that. <laughs> or it should be, but toys have revealed they've renamed the character, probably because of copyright issues with the HP Lovecraft estate or something. Yep. And Conan. They can't. Uh, Shumagorath is first created by... First written down uh, in the HP... Lovecraft Cthulhu books. And was it just me, or like when I saw first saw that in the trailer, I couldn't help but think of the giant star being from the oh, end of the star Suicide Squad. Yeah, squad. Uh, nasty, like throwing those little things out of its armpits. And like, like, oh, so gross. But uh, I love and that yet thing. I couldn't too. look away. <laughs> You know, Star was really ridiculous, but they they brought they somehow were able to bring that character to live action in a way oh, that wasn't it looked, stupid. It looked, yeah, it, looked, <laughs> it great. looked amazing in the theater when I saw it. Did you and I go see it together? I'm trying to remember. We might have. I think we did. Can't remember. Or did I watch it on? You might have already seen it. Maybe you went. Maybe you went to see it with me. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. Anyway, it was it was pretty cool to see uh, in, on the big screen. So they renamed Shumagorath Gorganto, which is a completely <laughs> separate Marvel character I would never have known about because it only appeared in one issue. It was just this like octopus with an eyeball. <laughs> but the characters look almost identical, so why not? Yeah. Um, so anyway, we should wrap this up here. We're trying to keep it to thirty minutes talking about Wanda Maximoff. So um, obviously, we're we're excited about yeah. The yeah. movie, we're, we're going to uh, go see it this Thursday. Lots uh, of ties with the What If show. You know, so watch that first. Uh, yes, that's right. We've got the evil Doctor Strange, whatever, or whatever we're calling I'm gonna re I'm going to try to rewatch Loki between now yeah. and then, too. Cause Loki might be in it? I don't know. Yeah, like, even if the actual character of Loki's not, maybe a variant of Loki will be in there. Uh, Oh yeah, and then the uh, comics explain guy talked about the time variance authority, which I wonder if they're going to pop up because um, they're obviously a big Probably. part of the Loki series. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Depends on how overinflated the film is already. Yeah, you can only do so much in yeah. a two and a half hour movie, or however long it's going to be. Like probably something like that, two two and a half. And now uh, that the multiverse has exploded, maybe there's just too much for them to fix right now. They're dealing with some something else. I don't know. Yeah. And, and probably what they'll be doing in the movie as well is introduce storylines that they're going to flesh out in either other series or other movies probably too like and I'm wondering if imagine. King the Conqueror is in it but honestly I'm mm. thinking that Gorganto is not, gotta say, some stuff not a real Loki film. season 2 right <laughs> yeah, they do. yeah they do so Gorganto Shimagrath in the comics he's trying to he, he doesn't he's outside the multiverse he's in some Cthulhu universe He's not even in the Marvel multiverse. Apparently there are universes outside the multi multiverse. Mm. So he doesn't exist. How does that work? I have no idea. <laughs> Another uh, multiverse outside of this multiverse? There's multiple like multiverses? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I mean, at some point, if you're going to 
be drawing comics for like 70 years you gotta get creative with your story yeah. like let's just make another multiverse <laughs> so uh well I mean you know the DC multiverse exists yeah why not that's because they met each other <laughs> uh so so I just want I mean I'm excited I know we're running out of time I'm excited for the film I think Garganto is gonna be the B villain I'm expecting the evil Doctor Strange to be a threat. Oh yeah, and obviously Peggy um, Carter's going to be in this thing. Scarlet Witch is going to be not a threat, a threat as well. I've been wondering even about just that. because she has chaos power. Yeah. You know. She might absorb the dark hold and absorb Garganto, like in that 2021 storyline. Mm. Doctor Doom was trying to do the same thing, and, and maybe, but but Scarlet Witch anticipated it and stopped Doctor Doom and did it herself stole all the power herself so Doctor Doom couldn't have it maybe uh, evil Doctor Strange will be the Doctor Doom analog hmm. yeah. oh, we'll see well old oh, American Chavez is in it America. yeah you talked about that last week I think yeah I mean yeah, I, yeah. so who knows what they're going to do with her so it's a wild card we'll see I'm yeah. excited so when next we meet um, Will and I will do I guess we could include Mandy, or we could do it the following day. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll, we're going to do a bonus episode where we do a our initial reactions of the film, and uh, maybe at a later date we'll do a deep dive or go back and revisit certain parts of the film. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do our initial reactions. We hope to release that on Friday. Um, that We'll see whether that's a video episode or not. It'll at least be audio. <clears throat> but we'll figure it out. So Cool. All right, guys, so um, coming up next is Sci-Fi Focus, and then Will's Japan Jump, and then we'll close it up. So see you, nerds. Sayonara. This week's episode will be brought to you in association with the Red Shirt Geeks, the home of old men gaming and Trechnicity. Join them weekly as they play games, talk about all things geek, and share in the wonders of all our fandoms. Visit them at redshirtgeeks.tv, on Twitch, at redshirtgeeks, and on Instagram, at redshirtgeeks, and at trechnicity. Alright nerds, go check out their pages, Twitch, YouTube, and coming soon, podcast. Hey nerds, Richard here to talk to you for a few minutes about Star Wars Visions. First of all, let me say, happy May the 4th, or to be more precise, May the 4th be with you. I am a Star Wars fan. I don't consider myself a hardcore Star Wars fan, but I do thoroughly enjoy it. And I have watched every Star Wars property with the exception of Clone Wars and Rebels. Yes, I know, I need to get to those, but they're... Give me a break, okay? There's like 14 seasons worth of material there, so I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> but I have seen all the movies, and I have also seen the short series like The Mandalorian, more recently The Book of Boba Fett, and my topic for today, Star Wars Visions. So I enjoy a good anime film, right? I remember, oh, let's see, it's probably been almost 10 years ago now, maybe more, <clears throat> since a Batman animated film came out, but it wasn't your typical film. It wasn't a single storyline. It was multiple 
short episodes, basically multiple vignettes that made up a single movie. Each vignette had its own storyline, and each was directed and animated by a different Japanese anime studio and director. And it was really cool. I loved the concept. Each one had a different tone. Now, the same voice actors you know, played Batman and various characters throughout. Kevin Conroy, I, I believe, came back for that one, if I'm not mistaken. But each one had a different tone and a different animation style. It was really enjoyable and, it, and just different. Well, Disney Plus slash Lucasfilm has pulled off something similar with Star Wars Visions. They have taken a different approach to each episode, a different anime style for each episode. And those of us who are Star Wars fans realize that one of the inspirations for George Lucas was the Seven Samurai film. It's a Japanese film, obviously about samurai. <laughs> um, <clears throat> later on, there were some American movies that were based on the Seven Samurai concept. But George Lucas, you know, for his Jedi Knights, drew some inspiration from the samurai and the code of Bushido. And I would assume Japanese religion as well, to some degree, with, you know, the idea of the Force and the Jedi religion, in essence. But the Jedi are, in many ways, samurai in space. And in some ways... Yeah, it's just... ah. Mm. So, I love a good samurai movie. Uh, I, I can't say that I've seen a lot of them. But I have seen The Last Samurai, which, yes, I know was not made by a Japanese director or filmmaker. But, honestly, I would be curious to know what Japanese viewers thought of it. I thought, to me, it, it seemed like a beautiful homage to the Kodo Bushido and to... To the samurai way, but I could be wrong about that. I'm obviously not Japanese. Uh, I'm American. But it, it seemed to me like it was very respectful of that path. And this Star Wars Visions beautifully combines the the samurai story in anime form with Star Wars. So if you haven't seen it, I encourage you to do so. Each vignette is meaningful and enjoyable in its own way. Some are more serious, some are a little more humorous, as anime often is, you know, in tone. But each one is enjoyable. So guys, hey, on this May the 4th, if you haven't checked it out yet, go watch it. At least check out the first episode. I think you'll be hooked. There are nine total episodes and each one is like a little mini movie. So go see it if you haven't. Once again, may the 4th be with you, my nerds. Until next time. Hello, this is cartoonist Will, and welcome to this week's Japan Jaunt. Now, this week we will be covering Yokai, but we won't be covering the entire thing, uh, Obviously, five minutes isn't a lot of time. I've learned my lesson uh, the last two Japan jaunts. So today is just a brief overview of yokai in general, and I think that I'll save some future Japan jaunts to focus just on one yokai. 
a piece. Anyway, so yokai are Japanese ghosts or monsters that are taken out of folklore, and it's just crazy, man. I mean, I love Japanese culture. I love a lot of the things coming out of Japan, video games, kaiju, all sorts of stuff. Now, um, about yokai, uh, and I used to use the word abakimono interchangeably, but that's not correct. Uh, bakimono, which makes more sense to me uh, anyway, and I think I started doing this myself, but uh, uh, that word actually refers to shape-shifting yokai. Um, I think I figured that out because one of my favorite yokais is the bakeneko. The bakeneko is a shape-shifting cat. Anyway, like I said, we'll get into focusing on one individual yokai at a time in future Japan jaunts. I think it'll give us a lot of good content. Uh, but that's one of my favorites. I actually studied uh, Japanese culture, architect, folklore, and all sorts of things, language, for about 10 years. So I finally gave up. And the, why I did this is I was uh, I love Stan, Stan Sakai's Usagi Yojimbo comics. I love Japanese culture and folklore and whatnot so much that I wanted to create some comics based around Samurai Ninja, Yokai, I especially love supernatural things. I'm really big into Ghostbusters. I love Men in Black. So, yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, cryptozoology. Anyway, so the yokai were really fascinating to me. Really fascinating. Um, so, you know, I spent a lot of time because I just wanted to, inspired by Stan Sakai's Sasaki Yojimbo, and less, uh, I wouldn't say less, no, in a different way. Uh, the also masterful Samurai Jack by Gini Tartakovsky. Uh, just, you know, uh, that's not Japanese. It's Japanese-inspired, but it's not from Japan. It's very watered-down Samurai, uh, but but still a great cartoon show. Still a great cartoon show. We're not here to talk about Jack, though. But, um, so, you know, just things like this in the late 90s, just really inspiring me in late 90s, early 2000s. And, and so from about... 2000 to 2010, something like that, you know, I was really studying this stuff because I want, really wanted to talk about it. Anyway, we've got two minutes left. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of really strange yokai. You got your kappa, which is a turtle monkey yokai. You got the guma ona, which is a spider woman. Now, I don't remember all the Japanese names right now. I need to really brush up. But, you know, I've got some books. I've got uh, Hearn's uh, Japanese ghost stories called Kwaidan. Uh, that's Lafa. Lafacadio Hearn, I don't really know how to pronounce his name, Lafshadio, anyway, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, you know, it's just a lot of stuff off of, that I printed off the internet uh, 20 years ago, <laughs> well, maybe not 20 years ago, what year was that, well, it was almost 20 years ago, maybe not 20, 20 no, not exactly 20, but I'm old, <laughs> anyway, we've got giant centipedes, we've got uh, a yokai that that likes to say hi in the middle of the night, then it just bends over and moons you, and there's this eyeball in his anus. We've got an invisible wall yokai, which, in my mind, I picture as the want from Mario, except invisible. Except, apparently, I learned today that there are paintings depicting it, and it looks like the flying, the white flying dog dragon from NeverEnding Story. Yeah, that's apparently what it looks like when it's not invisible. You've got the Baki Neko, like I mentioned earlier, which is the shape-shifting cat. You've got the Nekomata, which is a necromancer cat. Uh, you've got sickle or scythe weasels. Anyway, so uh, you have fun digging uh, into that. Until next time, this has been Cartoonist Will of Japan John. Adios and sayonara.
Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. You can follow us on Instagram at irreverent underscore nerd. That is at irreverent underscore nerd. We also have a YouTube channel appropriately titled Irreverent Nerd. If you'd like to leave a voice message to be included on a future episode, go to anchor.fm forward slash irreverent nerd forward slash message and drop us a line. Until next time, our fellow nerds, make it so. May the force be with you. Avengers Assemble! I'm Batman.